0: You're listening to the Pops on Hops podcast, where we listen to some pops, drink a little hops, and I get to hang out with my pop. I'm Abigail Hummel.
1: And I'm Barry Hummel, and welcome to another edition of our award-winning podcast, Pops on Hops.
0: What awards have we won?
1: Well, we got an award for actually going live to a bar uh, a while back and recording something that was usable, so that was good.
0: Well, that was an award we gave ourselves.
1: Same thing. Is it? It displays nicely on the wall.
0: Uh, That's fair. You can't argue with that. So I was responsible for choosing the album tonight, and I chose Concentrate by the Happy Fits. So now, tell us about the beer we're going to be drinking.
1: Well, when we were in New Jersey recently for our trip for Bugsy's wedding, uh, we brought back some beer from New Jersey. More Jersey beer. Turns out, as we talk tonight, that that's a good thing. Uh, So I went and got some beer at Tuckahoe Brewing Company and uh, we have three selections tonight all in cans. We have a sour ale called Pineapple Piff. We have a sour IPA with guava called Conflicted Emotions and finally we have a really hard wooden table to set them on in case you can hear that. Uh, The last selection is Vibrant which is an Indian Pale Ale as well. So again, three selections from Tuckahoe Brewing Company, and um, any thoughts on those? I think uh, the the fruity one and the sour one you're going to like, and I'm guessing depending on the level of bitter on the IPA, that may be a rough call for you, but there we go.
0: Yeah, I'm excited to drink them. All right. So should we crack open? I have to
1: crack it open, because that's what we do here. Oh. We're going to use glassware tonight
0: that's very fancy Fancy.
1: yes very fancy for us
0: Um, an interesting little tidbit about um, secret behind the scenes is that um, this is our fourth episode and we've yet to repeat a recording venue.
1: That's correct.
0: <laughs> um, so four episodes, four different venues. And our fifth episode will probably be a fifth one. Well, so ultimately, <laughs> we'd like them
1: to all be different venues, right? We'd like to be in different breweries every time. Ideally. But we're, we're playing by some COVID rules. And uh, so we're being a little bit careful. But we did we did go last time to... Uh, had a wonderful time at uh, Garden State Beer Company. And uh, while we were in town for the wedding. But... Going back to COVID play for a little bit, uh, maybe for a few more weeks. So, tell us. Uh, do you want to tell me a little bit about the album, The Happy Fit? So you know, when I do this, I just I got the album,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I purchased it, okay, which I like to do. Good. And um, gave it a listen, with knowing nothing. Didn't read anything about the band. Didn't want to know anything. Put it on. Listen to it. Initial impressions. Listen to it multiple times. Multiple venues. Driving. Running. Sitting, biking. Tried it in all those different. Uh, Sitting. I well yeah I sit sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Do you? Well, I sit at my desk and I play it while I'm you know doing some work or whatever. And then after I listen to it multiple times, then I started to go you know learn a little bit about the band. And then ultimately, I did what I did the last time you gave me. Now I sat the final time I listened to it from start to finish with the lyrics in front of me. And so, that was my approach. That's quite a process. It is. Well, I take this job seriously. (laughs) That's why we win awards. So, um, do you want to share a little bit of information about the band and the album? I would love to. All right.
0: Um, So, unlike the last two episodes that uh, we've covered on the podcast, I don't really have a specific, meaningful reason for choosing this album, other than that I love it a whole lot. Um, I discovered, I didn't really discover, my roommate discovered this band, um, pretty early on in quarantine, maybe last May, 2020, um, sent me the album, my roommate and I share a lot of the same musical tastes. She sent me the album and said, I have found my new favorite quarantine band. And I listened and I loved it. This is right up my alley. I love this indie pop, indie rock style. Um, and they do have a very indie sound, but they do have some more rocky instrumentation, which is why I thought you might be into it. They cite um, the Black Keys and Mumford and & Sons as musical influences. To my knowledge, you enjoy both of those bands. Um, so I thought you would enjoy this album. Um, they're a very young band. They were founded in 2016 in Pittstown, New Jersey Ah, the New Jersey
1: connection shows its face
0: Which was about 130 miles From where we were for the wedding Um, So we didn't get up To Pittstown Um, But that is why we chose uh, to do New Jersey beers for this episode That's correct Um, So the band is three members Calvin Langman On electric cello And vocals Ross Monteith on guitar and vocals and Luke Davis on percussion and vocals so they all sing um, and you can tell in the songs the harmonies are great and like Haim sometimes um, the different members sing different verses of the songs which are very cool so for me there's not a single skip on this album I think it's great from start to finish um, I was trying to choose a top three and I couldn't I love them all equally but um, so I'm interested to hear how you like it, because you've been kind of playing with my head a little bit these what? these past <laughs> couple of weeks. Um, I You're very hard to read. I cannot tell if you like
1: this album or not. So I'll give you my initial impression. And I think I'll do that, actually. I'm going to play a bit of the first song before I start, if
0: okay. Well, should we taste the first beer before we do that?
1: Well, I have been. But yes, I guess we should discuss <laughs> the beer we've been tasting, which is, again, uh, Tuckahoe Brewing Company's Pineapple Piff. Cheers. Cheers. Ah. Yep. Yep. I like that one.
0: Yep. It's a good one.
1: It's tart. Pineapple's not overwhelming. It's there. and uh, But it's very good.
0: It's definitely, I mean, you can definitely taste the pineapple. But it is very tart. It's really good. It's also very, you can see the bubbles. No, in I was going to
1: say, it's effervescent was, was the word. I was going to say effervescent, <laughs> very effervescent. Yeah, it is bubbly. And, you, the, and um. I could tell that when I popped the can open. Because mm-hmm. I had to be a little bit careful not to get it on the computer keyboard. Yeah, it's so, very tasty. that one's going to go down uh, way too easily. So let me get started with the album. So the first song is called Achy Bones, which is fitting for me. <laughs> <laughs> achy bones and I'm going to play a little snippet of this about 30 seconds of it and it goes something like this well done the stairwell
2: had tripped on my feet my heart got untied and laced with ennui dear Mr. Shoemaker make
1: Just lying next to me. So that was about 32 seconds of music. I listened to about half of that before I went, I'm going to love this album. Ooh,
2: yay! <laughs> I listened to
1: 17 seconds and I went, oh, this is awesome. Yay! <laughs> So, I don't know why you. I don't know what vibe I've been giving off that I was having a hard time with it because I. From the minute that I put it in, I was stoked.
0: Oh my gosh, I'm so happy. I didn't know what
1: I was listening to. I, you can hear the cello in there. I wasn't sure if it was a cello, a viola, what was going on. I will tell you that just my initial impression of the album, first four songs are very similar to this one in that I get a 60s vibe, almost a. Um, I don't want to say British Invasion, that might be too strong of a word, but the second song, for example, sounds very much like a Beatles-type song. The fourth song has a, some guitar riffs in it make you think of spy music from the 60s. Then they, the fifth song is very slow. They go super slow. Mm-hmm. If I was going to say I don't have a favorite on the album, it would be that one. They come out of that with a slow start to a song, and then they get into something that is more Green Day-ish for the rest of the album. Which is pretty interesting, because I think Green Day only has three members also, although the instrumentation's different. But the style, the songs, and the pace is very much in, in that kind of vein. Um, and then we get to the end, there's another slow song, and I, I would have flipped a couple at the end. But I liked everything on here. The one that was super slow, which was, I think, the fifth track was just my least favorite. I wouldn't skip it. It's a beautiful song, but after the first four songs you're going to hear... Mm-hmm. Um, that one just is a complete left turn. But I feel like they had to do that because the second half of the album is different musically than the first half. Mm-hmm. And putting that slow song in there was almost like it was An intermission. intermission to change to the second style. Mm-hmm. This is my favorite song on the album. It has been since I started listening to it. Other ones have moved around. Wow. This one still remains my favorite song on interesting. the album. So okay, I, interesting. I love this uh, song.
0: There's a The guitar's a little jangly in there, would you yeah, say? I would say? Well, that's what made <laughs> me
1: think 60s, right? Um, and a little bit of... I didn't realize cello. I heard in the second half of the album, the cello becomes a more prominent yes. feature. Yes, it does. In the first half, it's almost like fiddle play. Like, mm-hmm. it's kind of... I don't know. There's you know, there's some John Cougar Mellencamp albums, for example, where he has an electric fiddle player that are just awesome. And it came off as fiddle. And you, you mentioned... Um,
0: Mumford and Sons. Mumford and
1: Sons and the yep. Abbott Brothers and that kind of sound, that sound in particular reminded me of, of Mumford and Sons. Uh, but yeah, that's a winner. That song is a winner. Woo-hoo. And uh, it set the You love, as we know, a great opening track. I do and love that is a great, great opening, opening track, track yes. for setting the tone of this whole album. I great, agree. Great, great song.
0: I agree. Um I mean, I have nothing to add to that other than I'm really happy that you like the album. I was getting nervous. I think the main reason why I was nervous that you didn't like it is because you kept messing up the name of the band when you were talking to me. Oh, we're doing the happy dappies. We're doing the fitty witties. And I was like, the hippie fits, the hippie fits. (laughs) I was like, "Oh, clearly he did not like it. If he can't even remember the name of the band, but I guess you were just messing with my well, head." Well, once
1: I realized you were you were thinking I didn't like it, I just kept up the game. oh, I'm sure,
0: <laughs> I'm sure. Um, I did. Yeah, I love this song. I love, um, I love singing these songs. Um, I love dancing to these songs. Like I, every time I hear them, I'm just bopping around in my chair, or you know in my car or wherever I am. They're just, they're so fun and upbeat, all of them.
1: Yeah, except for the the one really slow slow one. But I really, I happen to really love that song. But we'll get to it. But we'll get to it when we get to it. So yeah, so that is uh, track number one, Achy Bones. Track two is a song called Best Tears, and there's some elements of this one uh, that make me think of the Beatles.
2: For the moon, dear. Straight place, stay grounded, be unique. Though you're the same here. Speak, size, but sounding And you, you shouldn't stare at the light that's where you're going to. Just be moving and grooving to the sound of the beat. You'll get there in
1: time unless you stop at your feet. So, again, some British invasion kind of sound to I it. I totally hear that. Early 60s, late 50s mm-hmm. kind of uh, kind of groove. It's interesting. I hear when he sings in that, I hear a little bit of an accent that makes me think, man, it doesn't sound like northern New Jersey. So I don't know if they were, you know, I, knew, um, I don't know if they were, if they have accents or if they're just.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Well, I, they, they went to high school in, in Pittstown. Right. So they at least grew up partly there right but no i agree with you it sounds almost like like the mid-atlantic kind of accent from like old-timey movies yeah maybe like it doesn't sound british
1: no for sure it doesn't sound british but But there's some accent there that carries over into their singing Mm -hmm. that makes you think it's not foreign accent no but um it's stylistically it's interesting because it makes the vocals very very interesting yeah um
0: i think he's a great singer
1: yeah that the section that was the section sec uh, um that sounded more like the Beatles to me in the bridge there where it yeah. there was that kind of beboppy thing going mm-hmm. on. Uh but uh, so now I this is the sec right I put it in the first time I'm into this song I'm like well this is a winner right I, I mean I could have stopped right there but I didn't because I had homework so yep. I continued.
0: You want to do a good job?
1: I do always. I always <laughs> want to do a good job. So um like that song a lot. It's not in my top three, but I like that one a lot. The first four tracks are all solid. They're all solid. But the more I listened to the album, the more the stuff at the back half became it's more complex and yeah. and, and not as um uh poppy sounding. And so the the other two of my three favorite songs are actually in the bottom half of the album.
0: It would be interesting, um, to look up and I don't know if this information's out there, but when they wrote each of the songs, I wonder if um you know, if the if the later stuff on the album was earlier chronologically or vice versa.
1: Oh, I see what you mean, yeah. And they had an EP, it looks like, before this that'd be interesting to listen to and see what it sounds like. Yeah. And now they have a newer album, which I didn't go listen to this time, uh, just because we were doing this a little quicker than last time. And um, I'm wondering if they um, sound more like the back half of the album on the later out. Al- you know what I mean? We had this conversation when we talked about Heim and how they... Mm-hmm. It was much more dancey, pop stuff, you know, when we reviewed it mm-hmm. um, for me. And got, they got more hard rock or hard edged as, as their albums, as they move mm-hmm. through their albums. Yeah. And so you wonder if they just, if, as they get to be more um, uh, better musicians or more seasoned musicians, if the music gets more complicated. Mm-hmm. And this album was plays that way. Like it evolved yeah. over the course of the album. Yes. So that's one of the reasons I really like the album. The next song I just love because of the title. <laughs> so, all right, cool, whatever.
0: Oh, what a millennial thing it's, to say!
1: It, it really is, <laughs> and yet the song itself is really, um, um, you know, there's a lot of uh, religious references in some of the songs. Some of them are subtle, some of them not so much. There's one song on here that's got a, um, uh, talks about Lucifer and Jesus, and um, I
0: noticed that more on the back half. Yeah, 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 there's yeah. A, There's a lot of talk of hell in throughout the album. Yeah, so
1: but this is like a uh, this is a um, this seems like a, a lighthearted breakup song, but one of the lines in here, in this one that's coming up, but I guess God wants us apart for heaven's sake. And I highlighted that because it dawned on me as I went through the lyrics that there were these references, these kind of religious references. I don't know where they went to school and if they went to a private Catholic school or a private religious school or not. I just know they went to school in, in that town. Mm-hmm. So here's a little bit of the very, um, what would you say, millennial-flavored, <laughs> so all right, cool, whatever, So you get a little bit of that harder edge just breaking through when they go into that uh, chorus, but um,
0: and you can tell someone different is singing the chorus from yes, the verse, yes, right? Yes, yeah. Yes, yeah, it's a second yes. voice. So there's a
1: musical change, there's a vocal change, mm-hmm. um, and I really like this. And again, that earlier part of that song, very British invasion sounding, like like the two previous to it. So again, at this point, I'm thinking this is what this whole album's going to be, and again, I love it. If it's twelve songs like this or eleven songs like this, I'm yeah, I'm going to be fine, you know. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that was uh, uh, I thought it was a very cool tune.
0: I yeah, I really like this song. Um, again, I I couldn't pick a top three, um, which is something we sort of kind of fell into identifying. But this is in my top five, I would say. So. Top 50% of the album. The,
1: it, the album
0: is 11 songs. It's 11
1: songs, so yeah.
0: <laughs> you but seem yeah. to
1: always pick a, albums with 11 songs.
0: That's so interesting.
1: In the two that you picked Yes,
0: songs. two out of two.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, I think we should rate the beer before we move on to the next song, because uh, this idea. is a Fast and Furious album. It and, is. and so uh, we got some beer reviewing to do. So yeah. we're talking about the Pineapple Piff from Tuckahoe Brewing Company, um, and my impression now is the same as it was at the beginning. I like it a lot. It's light. It's uh, tart, and uh, it's a little fruity. Uh, the, the pineapple's there. It's not real strong. It's not super sweet. Um, but I like it a lot. It's pretty easy to drink, and... Uh, I'm gonna give it a three seven five.
0: Um I really like this beer. Um I'm gonna give it a four two five. Woo! Strong she's, out of the gate. She's
1: coming out of the gate strong. Love tonight. the
0: beer, love the music? The family
1: is eh, eh, so take much. or leave it. The venue, the recording venue, <laughs> the venue with the with the rock hard table with no with no sound um, uh, nullification yeah. in the room. Uh, so let me open up our next selection, which is Conflicted Emotions, uh, which would have been more appropriate for the Haim album, but we have it tonight for...
0: Why do you say that? Because
1: that whole album was about conflicted emotions. Oh,
0: I thought you were going to say because you didn't like that album. No, I did like that. (laughs) I know. You know that. I remember.
1: And so this is a, uh, sour IPA. Let me see if there's any other notes on the can real quick before guava, i pass I it to you yeah with guava that's correct sour india pale ale with guava and i'm going to pass that to you for a little bit of a pour and i'm going to get it situated for the next uh next song right after i take an initial sample of this one hmm mm,
0: i smell guava
1: and as we've established in the past i don't <laughs> i don't smell the guava <laughs> I don't smell the teen spirit. I don't smell anything.
0: I always forget that you can't smell. Until you until I don't. Until you don't. Until forget. I remember. Until you
1: remember. <laughs> so, this is really interesting and good. Guava's very prominent. Yep. And I don't it's not super hoppy. So for an IPA, it's it's more of a sour than an IPA. And uh I, I think do,
0: the, I do get a hop character.
1: Yeah, but, but it's not
0: it is sour. The guava is definitely there.
1: Yeah, that's a good one.
0: I wonder what hops they use now that I'm trying to uh, train my palate to taste different types of hops.
1: I like it better than the pineapple piff. And so the question Uh-oh. the is going to become, is it going to be a quarter of a point more or not? I'm going to ponder that while we play some music. So I'm moving on to the next track, which is the fourth track. And again, the first four out of the gate were all good this one's called "Hungry People." You're gonna hear some guitar riffs in here that make me think of um, sort of '60s uh, spy style music. You know, the, interesting. Uh, the um, like
0: a James Bond.
1: Yeah, a little Dick Dale guitar, surf guitar kind of style, and, and which was used a lot in um, uh, some of the spy TV shows. Even I'm trying to think of the one that was on TV that uh, that had music like this. So again, here's a little riff of hungry people.
2: Good news they're coming for you, they're gonna take you out of hell. Big dreams don't mean anything when you're a product I can sell. Just sit me down and show me up. I'm beautiful. This Photoshop.
1: So again, I, but the note I wrote on my sheet here is early 60s surf style meets Green Day. Huh. And so, like, the guitarists make me think about the surf music. Yeah. And then they pick up the pace so much that it's like kind of that, that Green Day kind of style. Mm-hmm. But then they come back in that section um, and it becomes more 60s like again. Yeah,
0: the chorus. Yeah, Yeah.
1: and then and then I don't know why he's yelling so much about Versace and Klein, (laughs) right? Versace and Klein, or two. He
0: just wants luxury, luxury
1: clothing. (laughs) I thought that was hysterical to hear that that line about Versace and Klein in there. I'm
0: going to wear it, going to wear it, going to wear it all the time. Yeah,
1: it's hysterical. He just
0: wants to have nice things, Dad. Can't you let him have that? He's a
1: high school student in New Jersey. (laughs) What does he need nice things for?
0: Oh, what do you need nice things for? What
1: is that about? Well, anyway, I I like this song very much. So, again, I'm four songs into this thing as I'm listening to it just the first time, and I'm like, wow, this is awesome. Yeah. And then... Did you have any comments you want to make about that song anymore?
0: No, okay. I, I love it.
1: And then this song comes up oh. after the four really rapid fire. I mean, four songs out of the gate, mm-hmm. uh, and and again, probably one of the reasons it's my least favorite is because after those four songs, it just it was like a, it was like somebody pumped the brakes all of a sudden, and the whole thing for me came to a complete stop with this song. Interesting. And I don't know there's any other way to do it. I don't know where you put this song on the album where that doesn't happen, because this is a completely different style of song. But, you know, if you're gonna put this kind of this slow of a song on this album and it has to go somewhere, that's gonna happen no matter where you put it. Yeah. And that's the song Reason for Dreaming.
2: So we gonna go and no one will know what What we do is all about Cause they just don't see That we got something special Though they won't say that out loud So if you wanna say we're something If we're too plain to be unique Then I swear to God
1: So I started that one in the middle for a specific reason, because the beginning of it is, it's a long intro. Mm-hmm. By the time you get to any lyrics, you're almost 30 seconds into the song. And that was part of why it's a slow start and coming out of that fast song. Um, and, the, and the chorus is beautiful. And so I wanted to get to the chorus. I, I, I chose that section to play that. Um, but again, you can hear how slow it is. And it's a, just a very, it's slow to evolve. You know, not just is it a slow song, but it takes a long time to get to the song. Mm-hmm. And so I just, I thought that was just as beautiful as the song is, just hard to place on this album, because it's almost a completely different style of music. Now, I will tell you, that's the first time I'm listening to the guy, I'm going, oh, that's a stand-up bass. Because remember, I didn't yeah. look I didn't look at any of the instrumentation yeah. or any of the stuff at first. I'd go, that's playing like a stand-up it bass. It sounds like it. But, but really, he's playing a stand-up cello. Yeah. He's yeah. playing cello as stand up bass. Yeah. And the only reason I figured that out is because I went and watched the video to Aiky Bones, oh. on uh, which is a cute video, by the way, if you've not seen it. It's, is like, a it? Costum- I haven't. it's like a costume party where everybody's dressed as, fr- as fruit. Oh. <laughs> and I don't know what the fruit theme is because on the album cover, of this is an orange. Well, their EP
0: was called Awfully Appealing. Yeah, and there was and a, banana, a banana. And mm-hmm.
1: they, one of the main characters in the video for Achy Bones is a, a banana. Guy in a banana suit, and
0: we're drinking pineapple.
1: So the fruit theme continues, <laughs> right? And now we're drinking guava. guava. But and their new album, the the disc looks like a slice of grapefruit. Oh, interesting! Like like a, if you've cut it in half to eat it. Uh huh. Um, but that's actually on the disc and on the album. Huh. The whole disc looks like a. Giant. Oh, interesting. So, but anyway, um, the other thing I wanted to play the clues for is because, as I mentioned before, a lot of God references and there's a line in here as well then I swear to God that no one is you and nobody else here is me so again another reference to God which is interesting hmm. not in an overwhelming way I'm just yeah everyone that. says I'm I just, swear to God right 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 but they it, they're, it's in a lot of their songs yes uh, so anyway that was my that was my uh, thoughts on reason for dreaming this
0: is one of my favorites on the album not because it is different from the others you know because I like the other styles they do on the album. I just think it's beautiful. I mean, the harmonies sound unbelievably amazing. The stand-up cello sounds great. I love that it's acoustic. It just sounds so good. It's beautiful. Um, yeah, it's it's, again, hard to pick a top three. But it would probably make the top three.
1: That's interesting. And for me, it's it's my least favorite on the album. Yeah. Not that I dislike it, but I had to put one in that slot. Yeah. Is the way I do it. Sure. And there's another slow song that I think is more uh, structured, more interestingly. Yeah. And so, by default, this one kind of fell to the bottom. Mm-hmm. And uh, But again, I play it every time I listen to it. Yeah. Although, man, when you're out biking and you go through those first four songs, and then this one comes, you're like, oh, <laughs> let me back off on this speed. It's a love song. Speed here. Yeah, no, it's, it is a beautiful song. And I do love the stand-up cello. I love that uh, the way that instrument sounds on that song.
0: I, I don't know if you know this, but um, if, I, if I were to learn an instrument at this point in my life, I would learn the stand-up bass.
1: The stand-up bass? Yes. See, maybe you should learn the stand-up cello. It's more your height.
0: They make miniature stand-up <laughs> basses. I've actually looked into this.
1: <laughs> they make electric stand-up basses. They also make Are they el- also miniature? <laughs> by the way, they also make electric cellos.
0: Yeah, I know. They and, play that on this and, album.
1: Um, if you've not heard anything by two cellos, that's worth a listen. Um, well. Okay, I shouldn't have brought that up.
0: The, well, no, I'm just, the <laughs> wedding we were at recently, the entire like pre-ceremony music was two cellos.
1: The band two cellos? Yeah. I, I thought it was other ch- I didn't know it was all two cellos. I thought some of that was two cellos. I, I saw them was. live. It was phenomenal. They opened up for Elton John a few years back. Oh,
0: wow. That's cool.
1: And uh, I was um, walking down. I, I was up getting food, and I was walking back to my seat, and I heard this thing start. I'm like, what is that? <laughs> you know, and I get out to the to the, the, to the see, and there's these two guys on stage, and I forget what they were playing. I think they were playing a... Um, well, uh, Guns N Roses. presumably
0: too. they were playing cellos.
1: Well, they were playing cellos. I was thinking more <laughs> of what was the song. And I'm pretty sure it was Guns N' Roses. Um, and it was the wildest thing. And it's the crowd was mesmerized. And they played about four songs. And then Elton John came out and they did this kind of blended thing where they stuck around for a song at the beginning when Elton John started. That's cool. And then at the end they came back out. And, you know, it's funny when you go, I mean, Elton John's great, um, a great concert mm-hmm. but when you walk away going what I remember the most was the opening act oh wow and then we played about six songs that's you know? so interesting and I went right out and bought the album so uh, cello as a rock instrument's really interesting so you know don't sell yourself short oh, I didn't mean it that way let me take that back um wow consider <laughs> that is shortism well listen if you're gonna give up the anosmia check, <laughs> I gotta I gotta I gotta um uh, I gotta. uh, You gotta punch back somehow. Punch back somehow, yeah. So that song uh, leads into Grow Back, the song Grow Back. And Grow Back starts very slow. Mm -hmm. It comes out of that song very nicely, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: but it's not a slow song. No, it is not. So transitionally, this transition worked very well Mm -hmm. because they stepped back into. Uh, the more um, uh, up-tempo music. Mm-hmm. So here's a little bit of Grow Back. I've got two two tracks playing Groove Back. Here's the oh, first. Okay. Here's the first one I picked.
2: Silly, silly Mrs. May. She's got herself into trouble. Ten
1: screws, they're never coming loose They're
2: running up and down
1: the tape So I picked that because I wanted you to get a sense of what the slow That was coming out of the slower song that we just played And then that um, goes into um, this transition
2: Let it grow back, let it grow back Let it grow back, let it grow back Oh,
1: So, rockin'. That sound is completely different from the first four songs. Yeah. And yet they managed to come out of a super slow song and completely change the direction of the album. That's mm-hmm. the song that's a transition. Because everything else, except for the last slow song, is more in this vein than that sort of 60s yeah. uh, British invasion sound and stuff from earlier. Yeah. So, I really like this song. A I lot. do too.
0: It's interesting that you're talking about the sixties British invasion stuff because I think at the beginning the, the stuff about silly Mrs. May, I think those lyrics are very Beatle y. Like the Beatles have a lot of like, oh, let's describe a woman in one word. Sexy Sadie.
1: Eleanor Rigby. Oh, I'm sorry she was dead. Um <laughs> Let me think of somebody else.
0: <laughs> um Polythene Pam.
1: Uh yes, that is a good one.
0: Mean Mr. Mustard. That's a man, but still.
1: Yeah, he yeah, he was mean too.
0: Silly, Mrs. May. It's, just, yeah, it's kind it kind of fits that pattern. And the
1: cello and the Eleanor Rigby kind of, um, you know, there was cello and Eleanor Rigby and. Oh
0: yeah, I'm not. I, yes, I'm not comparing the music. I'm just saying the, the Right, right. Lyrically, is, it is.
1: Yes, but then, again, it takes this left turn and says, you know, and now it now becomes a rock anthem, and then the rest of the album becomes much more of a, um, an edgier rock, album kind of angsty a little bit well some of the lyrics are there's one on here it sounds like the woman's a serial killer um.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that would be Mary oh, that,
1: actually actually yes that's right that's right
0: <laughs> we'll get to that
1: anyway the, the I this song really grew on me over the over the course of the album. because coming out of the really slow song, this one, um, uh, and then this one starts slow, and you're like, mm. and then you when you realize what they're doing, you know, like you, there's a the big change in it, and so the more I listen to it, the more this one grew on me. It didn't make my top three it was on the cusp though because I found it really interesting the way they put that together.
0: I think this is in my top three. I love the back to back with reason for dreaming. I think that's awesome, um, and I like that it's the same um. Little melody that at the beginning is on the cello, mm-hmm. and then goes into the electric guitar when it gets a little yes. hard rock. It's it's very very good, good, very very cool,
1: very good, <laughs> and very cool, and very good, so, cool. so good. <laughs> whatever.
0: All right, whatever. Whatever.
1: Um, so that takes us to the next track, "Heart of a Dancer." This is the religious one. This one has a lot of religious iconog- icon- iconography in it, uh-huh. right? Yeah. Because uh, some of the lyrics talk about Lucifer at the beginning, and then later on it's Jesus, and they seem to have some kind of battle. Um, it it has a, it's a, kind of a rock and roll version to a certain degree of the devil came down to Georgia. Oh, my gosh.
0: I had the same note. Is that right? Yes, <laughs> absolutely. It's totally the same vibe as the devil went down to yeah, Georgia. Yeah,
1: right, 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 yeah. right. Except they're using Lucifer and, and you know, they're using different yeah. terms. Yeah. Uh, also Crossroads to a certain degree because there is a little bluesiness to this. Um, and um, this is my favorite song on the record.
0: Really? I'm
1: sorry. This is in my top three. This is number two after uh, Achy Bones.
0: Interesting.
1: But this one moved up, you know, real quick. Yeah. You know, the more I listen to it. The, uh, structurally, I just love this song. So I want to play a little bit here of um, Heart of a Dancer.
0: both over here head banging listening to that <laughs> how can you not it's you, so great you
1: can practically hear it on the hardwood table where everything <laughs> we touch turns to audio, turns to audio. <laughs> <laughs> oops sorry about that can
0: we're the king midas of podcasting oh
1: as we roll through our conflicted emotions and also drink conflicted emotions at the same time so yeah that i just i love that song
0: yeah it's it's excellent i like how it starts kind of not slow not slow but slower but it, builds. it builds it builds in it tempo builds. and volume and number of instruments being played it's it's awesome
1: and again when you talk about you know uh, the devil came down to georgia with the being a fiddle yeah
0: yeah and this
1: is kind of the cello version uh-huh. of that which is why I think I thought it it reminded me a lot it, both lyrically and musically yeah. that it had those kinds of roots yeah but then it just takes off i mean yeah. it's a, it's a rock version of that it really is. so yeah That was uh, my second favorite song on the album, and uh, I think it's brilliant. Interesting. That takes us up to Mary. Oh, Oh, Mary. Mary. So, um, again, more prominent cello in this song, um, and I like this song very, very much. Let me play a little bit of Mary.
2: Mary's an animal, as sick as they come. Taste of a cannibal On top of a tongue She'll fill you with love in there. Drink out your blood She's trying to kill me but I just want you
0: Sick cello, dude.
1: Yeah. Well, again, the last few songs is where I realized we were working with a cello, mm-hmm. um, which I hadn't – the cello's in all the songs, yeah. but it's not till you get down here in in the latter part of the album that that cello becomes a more prominent feature of the songs mm-hmm. and a much more edgy yeah. um, uh, use of the instrument. Instead of a stand-up, picking at it kind of uh-huh. thing, like in the Reason for Dreaming, the slower song – this is like just, uh, you know, taking a bow to that thing and really, really uh, um, playing a strong, strong, strong bass line. Mm-hmm. And I like it a lot. Yeah, this is a great song.
0: There's a lot of elements. Um, just in that little clip that you played that I really like in a song, it, it starts cold with the, yes. with the lyrics. Um, and then there's a part where it goes to complete silence. There's a you know a silent beat before it goes into the chorus, right? Which is super interesting and fun. Yep. Um,
1: I think we talked about that before. How on a digital recording, when it goes to silence, it is pure silence. Yeah. And that's an example of that. And by the way, the song ends that way. That's a cold ending. It just the yep. song just ends. In fact, he doesn't even finish the lyric. Yep. Which is why you know when you're looking at this and you're th- it's a it seems like a woman serial killer killer. Oh, you
0: think he's been beat. murdered?
1: Yeah, he doesn't finish his line. Oh, man. I just changed that whole song for you, didn't That's
0: I? very Blair Witch Project, <laughs> isn't it?
1: <laughs> it's very, yeah, very, very, uh, very well done. But I like that it ends cold, and, yeah. it, and it has other places in the song where it stops cold. Yeah. That's just the structure of the song. And so that's in my top three. That's number three.
0: And this, this is, I would say, in my top five. Yeah. Probably number four.
1: So we only have about three songs left yeah i think we should move on to
0: our final at that beer rate. of the night <laughs> so let's
1: give the uh rating here to our conflicted emotions
0: do not recommend conflicted emotions however the beer is delicious
1: <laughs> i um this one's slightly i'm gonna give this one a three seven five but that's be, just because again you know we have big chunks here i like it Better than the the pineapple piff, but only because the fruit's more prominent and and I like that. It's a easy to drink like the other one, but it's got more flavor quality to it than the other one. And it's also cloudy as i the more you know as it came out of the can. A little bit. There's obviously some, some uh, sediment in that can, and um,
0: well, you got the very last dregs in right, it too. which
1: means you know that's uh, probably a high fruit content is one of the reasons for that. So, hence the the fruitier flavor.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm gonna give this a 375 as well Um, I I don't I mean I think it was as fruity as the first one I think they were equally fruit forward
1: pineapple sometimes the flavors don't they're not as strong so it's a sweeter fruit sugar gets burned off in the fermentation process and what's left of the pineapple taste is not as strong of a flavor as guava or some of the citrus. Or
0: maybe, Dad, it's more of an aromatic flavor. And that's oh. why you don't get as much of it.
1: Yeah. Or maybe what happens is the aromatic qualities stay kind of low because they're heavy and they don't make it up uh, to my height. Oh, that was a stretch. <laughs> I'm not saying Are I'm Are you a yoga all.
0: instructor? Because mm, that was an impressive stretch. No.
1: So <laughs> the next one is Vibrant, which is a... Um, you're a straight up IPA, again, Tuckahoe Brewing Company, uh, there does not seem to be any additional notes, so we're just working with an IPA from Tuckahoe Brewing Company. Let me give you a little pour there in your glass. Thank you. And um, we'll take an initial sip of this and see what we got.
0: It's an interesting color.
1: It is. A little more amber than, yeah, than typical. Yeah. Amber. Yeah. It Cheers. Is. Cheers. Cheers.
0: Oh, well, mhm. Mm-hmm. That's a smoother
1: IPA. It yeah. is. How about that?
0: It It is almost a little lager-y, isn't it?
1: I I was well, yeah, I was thinking more like a cloudy IPA where there's not a lot of hoppiness to it. But yeah, a little more smooth and It's maltier. Maltier. Yeah. As know, IPAs like
0: go, I like that one. Well, and yeah. look, you can see the bubbles again. Effervescent I, um, is the word we use <laughs> here in the business. <laughs> Untapped. Untapped. Give us that sponsorship.
1: Yeah. So we can throw the word effervescent around. There. Oh, yeah. All right. We're moving How's on. How's the mouth feel? <laughs> um, Just that's kidding. not a flavor. <laughs> Let's not get into that discussion tonight.
0: <laughs> that's for a different podcast.
1: So we're up to track nine. Yep. And track nine is called Haunted Lust. Mm-hmm. So you already know you're in for a treat. <laughs> <laughs> Do I? Um, and again, the cello is back.
2: With a vengeance. With
1: a vengeance.
2: Feel my heart's lies. Think mm-hmm. in our desire. And even if it's just ice. It seems to make a lie.
1: Like this one a lot.
0: I love this song. This was my favorite song on the album for a very long time.
1: This was one that I noticed the first time through. And then as I, the other songs, which are a little more complex, more time I spent listening to them, the more they kind of moved up the list. Yeah. But I definitely really enjoy this song. And again, in the back half of the album, it's the cello. It's all about the cello or it's, or at least the cello has been uh, f- featured more prominently and and i like that sound yeah because it's a different kind of sound right there's not not a lot of bands who do that sort of true
0: yeah i mean this one's still in my top three um you know again it didn't move down other songs just kind of moved up Um, you know
1: i've been counting and at this point you have five songs in your top three
0: (laughs) (laughs) i told you it was hard to pick i think i have i think i've been saying (laughs) Top five for some and top three for others. Mm. I think as we're talking about it, I'm sort of cementing my my ranking a little bit more. But this one's this one was my favorite for a while and is still in the top three. Full stop. And it's another song that opens cold.
1: Yeah, I didn't play the opening. I went in in the middle so I could get to the chorus because I thought the chorus was really interesting. And I didn't it was it it takes a while to get there and I didn't want to play too much of the song. So I kind of I jumped in at the middle a little bit. But it has a very cool opening, mm-hmm. um, which is where a lot of that, uh, I think, if I'm remembering right, the prominent cello, it jumps in with the cello at the beginning, right?
0: Well, there's like one line that's just a cold open, and there's, then the cello the the comes lyric, in. The lyric, yeah. and mm-hmm. then the cello,
1: right. And um, But I didn't want to, it takes a long time to get to the chorus, and I like the chorus so much, I wanted to share a piece of that. So. Yeah. But that's a really well done song. Yeah, it's a great song. Haunted Lust.
0: Do you think he's in love with a ghost?
1: I don't know. There's a lot of death metaphors in the back half.
0: Right.
1: You know, the Mary song is bad. The one I like a lot. Bad. Well, I mean, not bad, but I mean, it's, you know, the one. Murdery. Yeah, and the other one where the woman's running around with scissors. You know, my favorite song. (laughs) 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 My favorite song, Grow Back. That's not your favorite song. My second favorite. I apologize.
0: I forgive you.
1: My second favorite. But it has a line in there, she's got a pair of scissors in her pocket, and she's really going to cut it, so they better run or else they're going to get it.
0: Is that Silly Mrs. May that he's talking about? Yeah, Silly
1: Mrs. May and Grow Back. So there's a lot of these kind of, you know, there's some dark, dark lyrics in the back half of the album, and the music reflects that, obviously. Um,
0: Wow, she's almost like a Maxwell character. Yeah, Maxwell Silver. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Hmm. There's another name check from the Beatles. (laughs) Uh, So that takes us to song 10, which has uh, the title Relimerence.
0: Do you know what that word means?
1: I do not. I've been for days going, you know, I need to Google relimerence. (laughs) (laughs) You mean neither one of us did it? Let me look it up right right. now. I do have my laptop. Get on, as the boomers like myself like to say, the Google machine and tell me what the word relimerence means. It's a prominent part of the lyrics. You'd think we uh, we would have looked it up in advance and looked more intelligent. But no,
0: no. This is what makes this interesting. <laughs> oh, interesting. Okay,
1: now the whole s- the song has a whole new take, right?
0: Okay, now. so relimerence is not a word. Oh. However, the word limerence okay. is a word, from which we can extrapolate what
1: it would be to Relimerence.
0: Um, Limerence is the state of being infatuated or obsessed with another person, Hmm. typically experienced involuntarily and characterized by a strong desire for reciprocation of one's feelings, but not primarily for a sexual relationship. Wow. That's interesting. So back to back with haunted lust. (laughs) Yeah. It's almost the opposite, right?
1: If I can only make believe but I know you'd never love me I can die a million times and I'd still wake up at your door I'd still wake up at your door I'd still wake up at your wake up at your wake up at your So that's <laughs> <laughs> So the point is it's it's a unrequited love in one direction over and over, over and over and, and over and over and over again and so very clever good on them for making up a word that I stared at and went I don't know the meaning of that. I should look it up and never did so here's thanks a-
0: <laughs> happy fits
1: <laughs> so here's a little taste of what it means to be in remembrance.
2: you'll be complacent when you find the love that's patient don't you weep when the night finds you Guy, she kills me for sure. The sweet remembrance.
1: So again. Um, I jumped in the middle of the song so we could get to where it picks up the pace mm-hmm. because it starts slow. It's another song that's structured with a slow start and then a change in the middle that picks up the pace, mm-hmm. and, uh, which I really liked. Yeah. I, I like that very much about this song. So this is the song where I don't, I don't get into the whole resequencing album things. I know we like to talk about what we might do sometimes, but I would not resequence this album. But it always, I feel like this song's a better ender for the album mm-hmm. and it would and yeah and no the, I agree the final song that we're going to play is the second slowest song on the album yes and if you put that one in this slot and put this one in that slot just flip the two uh-huh. I think the ending of the album would it would close better and, yeah and I'm going to show you why because this is the end of Relumerance <laughs> So I feel like that's a better end for the album.
0: I agree. I 100% agree.
1: Right? Because from that we go to this next song, which I like, but it, it doesn't follow this song very well. It'd be better positioned in front of the song. And if we get away with that because that song, Relimerence, started slow. Yeah. So this slow song we're going to play next would fit there. Yep. But I re- that song I like a lot.
0: I think that's a really good point. I hadn't thought about it, but I totally agree with you. Um. I get this song stuck in my head a lot, especially the line, don't spend your money on a broken jar of honey.
1: Yes, that's a great. It's a fun line, right?
0: And um, I, you know, I I sing it and I don't even know who I was with. But Anyway, I was singing it and the person I was with goes, what does that even mean? And now that we know what remembrance means, it makes a lot more sense as a line. Yes, Like, don't put your energy into someone who right. doesn't reciprocate right. your feelings.
1: Well, you cheated a little bit there because you didn't give the whole line. It says, don't spend your money on a broken jar of honey. Man, it's sweet, but it sure won't last you long. Yep. And so, in the context of, of that longing, aching relationship, right, that's a great line. Mm-hmm. The other thing is... That religious symbolism pops up in this one as well. There's a line about Saint Gabriel, "Give me strength, I won't be jealous." Oh, interesting. So there's a reference to a saint, which gets me back to. Um, they must be Catholic. They right? must have gone to a Catholic school together. <laughs> they
0: have to be right. <laughs> they talk about to Saint be. Gabriel, don't make
1: me jealous, <laughs> and all that. So, you are gonna have to do a little more research on that, and we'll get back to you on okay. that particular thing. Uh, yes, uh, great song. Great song. Great song. song. Agreed. So which takes me to the last song on the album, which is Little Words. And I, I find it as a slow burn for a closing track on an album. And that's not a problem. Albums end all the time with slow ones. But in with this album, with the tempo of it, I think it's kind of hard to close with something that's probably not your strength. But of the two slow songs on the album, I like this one better. I find it more interesting musically. Hmm. The other one's just a nice, simple song. It's pretty. Mm-hmm. This one has some musical elements to it. that are a little more challenging, a little more interesting to listen to. Um,
0: it's kind of a lullaby, isn't
1: it? It kind of is. There's a structural change in it, though, about two-thirds of the way through the song. And I'm going to try to, I, I don't know what's, I think I just picked one track for this, but um, I'm hoping that it's the one where the change is. Um, I forget what I picked. But let's listen to a little bit of Little Words. Little Words
2: Darling, 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 let me sing to you, let me sing to you, let me sing to you. And darling, 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 let me shelter you, let you into all the homes that fear has made of me. How the shingles fall like us beside your company.
1: So, a beautiful song. A little bit more musically interesting for me, but um, again, the other stuff on the album is just so spectacular that the two slow songs just kind of bring me down. Yeah. And uh, they're not they're not bad songs. I just I don't uh, they don't seem to fit into the the album very well.
0: The harmonies on this one are beautiful. I mean, gosh, their their lyrics. I mean, their their vocals are fantastic throughout.
1: Well, what's interesting is I would listen to a whole album of songs in that style.
0: Yeah,
2: just right? not this one. <laughs> I just
1: not when you're pl- when you're putting it up against some of the other songs in this album. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's uh, it's a weird uh, it's a weird fit. Yeah. So and but it shows that they're capable of doing that, which is awesome. Yeah. So but yeah. Yeah,
0: I um I totally heard this one as a lullaby, um and so for me it makes sense as the last song. On the album. Because it's like saying goodnight. Um, but I do agree with you that this would be good between Haunted Lust and "Relimorance," With Relimerence as the closing track. Because I bet the outro of "Relimorance" would go excellently into achy bones if you were to listen on repeat which as we know
1: i often do (laughs) i don't know that's a criteria but we'll let you we'll (laughs) let you have that one yeah and the the other thing about this one is this is a sad slow song and the other one was a happy slow song. that's true too and i think that's why this one was more interesting to me musically it was in a sadder key and it 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 was a little more melancholy than the the other song was just a bright happy love song and um So again, this as a slow song fits in the back half of the album, which is a little more, um, I don't want to say dark, that's too strong of a word, but lyrically. Moody. We could say moody. It's moody lyrically and it's much more edgy musically. Mm -hmm. And so even the slow song fits that criteria in the back half of the album. Yeah. You know, that, that other song, if you took. Um, reason for dreaming and tried to fit it in the back half of this album. You could never do it. Yeah. it no, it, I agree. There was not a spot in there. I totally so where agree. Where they put it's the only place they could put it because that was like the intermission, the change of the album.
0: Well, if if it makes you feel better, we could call that one the last track on side A, and then you flip the track, oh. flip the flip the record.
1: I wonder if they released it on vinyl. And If they did, where they made the cut?
0: Oh boy, do I need to Google?
1: Well, you can Google. While I'm, uh, while I'm finishing up the Vibrant here and giving it a little bit of rating, why don't we Google if it, if there was a track list on vinyl. So, again, the vinyl beer selection for the night is from Tuckahoe Brewing Company. It's called Vibrant. It is an India Pale Ale. And um, as I've been uh, uh, tasting it through the last three songs, I think my initial opinion is the same. I think it's um, very smooth. It's not bitter at all. It's no. a very smooth drinking beer. But I agree. I feel like it's a little sweeter than most IPAs. I wouldn't call it a lager per se, but but I think that's why you're you're uh, uh, having that that initial response and um, not juicy like a like a New England IPA. The sweetness is different than that. Yeah. You know, it's not a. a, a it's it's not, not a fruity, juicy, citrusy yeah, kind of thing. It's not fruity. It's just. It's a, malty. It's it drinks. It tastes malty. Yeah. Yeah. So. I am, um, I have three at 3.75 tonight. I'm going to give that another 3.75.
0: For me as well. It's a 3.75.
1: So it looks like your favorite was Conflicted Emotions. Oh, no. I'm sorry. Your, My your favorite, favorite was Pineapple, was pineapple piff, piff. By that, By, by, by a far, leaps and bounds. By half
0: like a point. How about
1: that? hmm That's interesting. So, mm-hmm. all right. Um. So the vinyl, Um. interestingly...
0: Um, switched two songs from this from the CD.
1: Ah, and I know that, and you know why I know that. I had I had this issue. Why do you know that? Well, because when I printed the song list out, you'll notice. Let me see if I could tell you what the two songs are. Was "Reason for Dreaming" and "Grow Back" switched? Yes. And was um, so "Grow Back" became track five, and "Reason for Dreaming" was track six. Yes. And I. My track is printed that way and then when I listened to it I was like, What's going on? Those two we we've had this a lot with the oh, where the titles man, don't you're match. So right? right? Yeah. Well, so the whole issue with the Paul McCartney album. But, but that
0: but results in Reason for Dreaming being the last song on side A on the vinyl. How about that? Track six. How and about then the that? first song on side B is Heart, Heart of, of a Dancer. Dancer.
1: And they're all the darker songs from there. Yes. Although Grow Back's a little bit dark. That's a weird pick because it move Grow Back up to above reason for dreaming it's a harder edge song with some some darker lyrics mm-hmm. right that's the one with the
0: silly mrs may <laughs> silly
1: mrs may and the scissors chasing oh boy. people with scissors we love so.
0: that silly mrs may don't we
1: <laughs> i don't know i think i'd avoid her um but how about that but and that explains my track list so i must have printed the track list from the vinyl and not from the cd that's interesting man we ju- know we know just enough to be dangerous. We At did.
0: least we listened to the same version this time. Well, that's true. That was good of us. That's, tr-
1: that's <laughs> true. Well, because I did it your way. You sent me the... Like, I bought it digitally. and you Oh, know, you did. did
0: buy it digitally? I bought it
1: on iTunes. I didn't oh, buy okay. the CD this time. Um, I bought it on iTunes. So I got the digital version of it, whatever that was. Interesting. Uh, so that leaves us one last bit of business. And so I'm going to reach into my pocket... And by pocket, I mean pocket of my bag.
0: So, um, final thoughts on the album?
1: A big hit. Again, if the goal here is to introduce me to something that I've not heard before that I that I will listen to in the future, you are two for two. Woohoo! Uh, but I will tell you that this one was an instant hit. I, you know, I, the last time I had to work a little bit to slow burn. Yeah, I had to. I had to work at it. I didn't have to work at it, I should say that.
0: God, I just try so hard to like haim.
1: It wasn't that, it was like the more I listened to it, the more I liked it. And that I've had that happen with lots of albums over the years that I've bought. So um, Would
0: you consider yourself a fan of the Happy Fits?
1: For sure. For awesome. sure. I was a fan seventeen seconds into Achy Bones, as I said at the start of the show. Well so, well
0: that is quite a an endorsement.
1: Yeah. No, that was it was a lot of fun. Fun album. Fun album, and I uh, look forward to hearing more music from them. I really uh, I really enjoyed it a lot.
0: I'm so glad you liked it. So. And that boosts my confidence for future episodes where I have to pick music. So
1: Okay, well don't get all wacky. <laughs> <I'm teasing>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Whatever I pick, you'll
1: like. Whatever okay. I touch turns to gold. Oh no. Now you get a big head. So, that means it's my turn Yes, for an album. Yes. And so, keeping with the New Jersey theme. Oh boy. I have for you the CD Ooh. of Darkness on the Edge of Town by Bruce Springsteen.
0: Oh, I was hoping I would get a Springsteen album.
1: Well, I picked one that, again, has an interesting story, which I'll share on the next podcast. Uh, why I picked this one of all the Springsteens, uh, all the Springsteen albums that I could have picked. There are many, but I picked this one for a very specific reason. I bring you the CD. I don't know if the track list on the CD matches the CD or not. I'm gonna I, have
0: to do some research. I think it I does, guess.
1: but at a minimum, but you know, you have it if you would like to rip the songs off it Thank instead you of spot so a, much. to check. You have the actual disc, and um, so uh, enjoy that. It is a uh, really interesting and, and I think fun album, rock and roll album. And so, uh, wow, you're reading the liner notes already. I, um, you dive right in. I you think I only around. know
0: one song on this album, so. Should be a good one.
1: Well, and that's probably true. That's probably true. It's an album that uh, kind of, you know, his biggest hit of the 70s was Born to Run, which was the album before this. Mm-hmm. And so this was the follow-up to that. And it's nothing like Born to Run. Interesting. And uh, But as far as a rock and roll album, it's a real good rock and roll album. I'm so. very
0: excited to listen. I'm going awesome. gonna to download it to my phone and listen to it uh, during my travel tomorrow.
1: Just check the track list. I,
0: I will. <laughs> I will do my due diligence in looking that because, up. Because
1: because we're also two for two in the last two albums of having the track list screwed up in some <laughs> capacity. So, yeah, uh, all these digital out outlays. So, and then um I guess you'll let me know about uh, beer as we get close. Absolutely. Very good.
0: Well, you can find us on all social media, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and now YouTube, uh, at Pops on Hops Pod. Or you can email us at PopsOnHopsPod at gmail.com. Wherever you're listening to this in the liner notes, there will be a link to leave us a voice message if that's something that interests you. And on behalf of Hops. And Pops. We'll see you next time. Bye. Oh, my Lord.